it's your emotions messing with your productivity, not lack of time. I know that you think that you don't have enough time to do everything, and there's truth to a lot of that. And what's also true is that it's your emotions that are getting in the way of you doing the things that matter most. As a nonprofit leader, you are overworked, your to-do list is overwhelming, and there's no way you're going to get everything on it done. That's true. And that's a whole nother conversation that we need to have about getting rid of some of the things on your to-do list. But what I want to talk today about is the things on your to-do list that linger, that you procrastinate on, and you wonder why you never get to. And I'm going to tell you why it's your emotions that are getting in the way and how to get around those emotions so that you can get done what matters most. Things like having that difficult conversation with an employee, doing some thinking about what you need to get done, working with the board to develop your board relations. All of those things that you know you should do, probably need to do, but struggle to find time to do, it's not about time, it's about your emotions. Let's dig in deeper. Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Let's break this down. You've got a week, you've got this massive to-do list, your calendar is jam-packed, how are you gonna fit it in? On top of that, your emails continuing to blink bloink, send you messages that new emails are coming in, you've got text messages, the team chat is going crazy. How on earth are you gonna get it done with all of these distractions? True, you have a lot of distractions, but what's distracting you even more is probably your mind. When we're distracted, I want you to think about the original meaning of the word distract, which is to divide. It means our attention is divided that our focus is split in two. So over here, we're in this meeting, but our mind's over here, or we're working on this email, and yet our mind is thinking about that last meeting that we were in. So our thoughts and our focus and our attention is distracted. I just finished a book called Indistractable by Nir El, and in it, he talks about how to become indistractable, how to not get distracted in the first place. And of course, there are external things that are distracting us. One of the things that I advocate very first when I'm working with clients is make sure you're shutting off those notifications on your phone, getting rid of half the apps, turning off Teams chat when you're on a video call, moving your cell phone to the other side of the room, get rid of those notifications, get rid of those things that are distracting you in the outside world shut your door, put on headphones, whatever you need to do to get rid of some of those external distractions. That's one of the things that Nir talks about is really that those external distractions are one of them, but also are the internal triggers, such as stress or anxiety, and sometimes it's boredom, where we're thinking and getting ourselves worked up and we're stressed and we're having trouble focusing on the thing that we need to be focusing on. The stress is just creating our bodies to be fidgety or we're getting up and going over here and we're jumping into this activity and we're doing this and we're kind of all over the place. That's those internal triggers that's causing that distraction. The third one that he talks about is traction. Traction is the opposite of distraction. Traction is when we're fully engaged in something. So you might be fully engaged in a conversation and it will go over time and you're late for something else. That's traction in a way that's actually not helping you be productive. We get lost in the details or we get 
down this rabbit hole on the internet doing some research. That's traction, but it's traction that's taking you off being productive. So we have some of those internal triggers like anxiety and stress. We have the external trigger triggers, the blings, bloinks, and notifications. Then we have this traction in the wrong way. And then the fourth way he talks about being distracted is by deception. And I don't know about you, but I can do this. I'm in my inbox, I'm cleaning out emails, I'm responding to something, and I'm busy. It's that busy work that's not really the most productive work, or not really where we need to be spending our time. We can do a lot of things that seem like work, but we're just deceiving ourselves. We're not really that busy. We're avoiding the thing that needs to be done. We are keeping busy and not getting to that thing, that conversation, that task, that important piece of work that we've been putting off for a while. So how do you gain traction on the right things? In his book, he says, a distraction is something that we do that moves us away from what we really want. Traction is an action that moves us towards what we really want. So we really want to get traction on the right things. So how do we do that? Let's start thinking about three areas. First, supervision, one-to-one supervision. If you have traction, you're going in the right direction, you are meeting with your staff regularly, whatever regularly is to you, whether it's weekly, monthly, quarterly, but that you're actually having those meetings. If you're distracted and you're not getting traction, you are putting off those meetings, rescheduling those meetings, or as one of my clients said, taking the sticky note from one week in the calendar to moving it to the next, to the next, to the next and you're not actually having regular supervision meetings. What about thinking strategically? We need more time in our days to just not be doing anything and thinking, reflecting, planning, organizing, strategizing, doing some of the thought work that's going to help us do our work better. We're so reactionary and what we want to do if we want to get traction on developing our team, developing our employees, being the best leader we can be, having the greatest impact, and helping our organization have that impact, we need to be ahead of the game and we need to be intentional. And we do that by creating space to think. If you're getting traction on this, you're doing this regularly, whether it's a few minutes every day in your calendar or once a week, but you're taking time out of your busy day to think, to grab a piece of paper and a pen, to sit in a chair and put your feet up, to get away from the computer and let your mind do some different kind of thinking. If we're distracted though, we're not actually getting traction in this area. Instead, we're floundering at the last minute for a meeting and running in not fully prepared. We go into a discussion not really knowing how we want that to end. So we're jumping in the middle and it kind of is awkward. And any ideas that are coming to us are coming to us in random times, like in the shower or three o'clock in the morning, because we're not actually creating space to think. How about your relationship with your board? Maybe your relationship with your board isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you know that you need to do some work to develop that relationship, but never seem to find time, of course. If you're getting traction, you have regular engagement with your board, and those meetings are actually moving you both in the direction you want to go. Those conversations are engaging, they're enriching, they're forward-focused, developing the relationship you have, the relationship the board has with your organization, the succession planning, the growth of the board, all of that kind of stuff. You're moving it forward if you have traction. If you don't have traction, maybe you're hit and miss with those meetings or those meetings are a little bit awkward. Again, back to maybe you haven't had time to think about them. 
So you're not getting the traction you want. Instead, you're often distracted. You're doing other things. And then last minute, you're going, oh man, I should phone so-and-so or, oh, here's the board meeting again. And you're scrambling to prepare. So how do thoughts and emotions get in the way here? Here's the thing. If you're knowing that you need to have one-to-one meetings with your staff, but your thoughts are saying, ugh, I know that I have to address that person being late again and again. Or I know that those two staff are having conflict and if I get into a meeting with one of them, they're going to talk about the other ones. If those thoughts are roaming around in the back of your head and maybe you value harmony and maybe you dislike conflict and all of that's going on, then it's no wonder you're putting that meeting off. And until you slow down, do some of the self-reflective work to pull apart what's going on with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions around this issue, not doing one-to-one supervisions as often as I need to, what's going on here? Till you pick that apart, you're going to keep putting them off. But when you can slow down and go, ooh, yeah, I don't really want to have that meeting with so-and-so because of this, and it makes me feel this way, and these thoughts are getting in the way, hmm, pause, ponder, that's when you'll start to do some of that pivoting. You're going to work yourself through the inner guidance cycle and you're going to say, is this how I want to engage with my staff? Is this the way that I want to be motivating them, inspiring them? What's going to help me build my best relationship with this staff? What's going to help me build the relationship between best? What's going to help me get over this hump of feeling uncomfortable having this conversation? When you can extract all of that and take a look at it, You're going to shift that perspective. You're going to do that pivot. Pause, do some pondering, self-reflective. Pivot how you're seeing things. Then you're going to be able to proceed back into scheduling that meeting, having that difficult conversation, even though you're uncomfortable, even though your calendar is busy, you're going to do it in a way that's more intentional and get you going in the direction you want to go. If you do the same process with taking time to think strategically, you're going to pause, you're going to step back and do some pondering and you're going to think about, Why am I avoiding thinking time? Why am I avoiding pausing? What's getting in the way of me taking time out to do some of this self-reflective work? And what you might realize is, if people see me not at my computer, they're going to think I'm not working. I don't have time for that. Do I not have time for that? Or that's going to make more work for me? Or I don't actually want to slow down and let all my thoughts and feelings catch up to me because that scares me. All of that, when you can slow down and explore all of that, then you're going to see why, not because your calendar is busy, not because your to-do list is, is massive, but you're going to see why you've been avoiding taking time out for strategic thinking, even though you know it's going to make you a better leader. Now, you already know from those first two examples where we're going with the board example. Pause, ponder, start to reflect what's going on here. Ooh, I don't really like that person. They trigger me. It's that kind of personality. I don't want to deal with it. I've dealt with those kind of people before. I'm just hoping we can just get through all of our meetings and I don't have to deal with that person. That might be one of your thoughts. It might also be that you're worried that the board is going to question you on a certain thing or a certain way or a certain employee or a certain program or the budget or whatever. That there's these underlying thoughts that you've not really brought to the surface, but that if you pause and ponder, will start to bubble up and you'll start to have some of these other awarenesses, that's going to help you see why you've been avoiding those conversations. That's going to help you see what can I do now? Start to do that pivot where you change your perspective. Mm, Is the board out to get me? 
Probably not. Are we both going in the same direction? Yes. Does it feel like we're going different ways? Maybe. What do we need to do to align more? You'll start to see how you can shift that relationship, those conversations, and proceed back into action. Again, have that difficult conversation and move forward. It's not the lack of time that stops you from doing the important things. It's the thoughts, the beliefs, the values that are under the surface, that are stirred all up, that get in the way. And when you can slow down, pause, stop, then do some of that pondering, think about what's going on, ask yourself some questions, do some of that self-reflection, dig a little bit deeper, that you're going to shift how you see those activities, how you can schedule them on your calendar, how you can make room for those most important things, and then proceed and get back at it. So when you see your massive to-do list and your crazy calendar and you think, how am I going to get through this week? Slow down. Trust me, five minutes to pause, ponder, pivot, and proceed is really going to help you go, what's most important on my calendar? What's the emotions that are getting in the way of me dealing with this? How do I get through those motions and move forward so that you, my dear, can move from surviving to thriving in both your leadership and life? Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the training library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.